When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Good to see you again, Chase. Yeah, it's really good to see you too. Um, again, which is awesome. Well, I tell you what, I I just introduced you. And I thought this was great. I, I said I said Chase Klosky, uh, author, forensic investigator, explorer, and all around good gal. I, Aww, I, I, I added that. <laughs> I added that. <laughs> hey, welcome to the program. We're going to get in some uh, heavy conversation tonight, so I want everybody to be ready for that. Chase, glad to have you back. Uh, before we get going. For those new viewers that are obviously going to be watching the show, once you sort of reintroduce yourself, who are you? What you about? What you doing? Yeah, um, I'm a UFO investigator primarily, but um, I get asked to help out with paranormal or you know Bigfoot or I kind of I guess if you don't know what it is, I'll go look, right? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I find myself in precarious situations a lot. But um, I really honed in on knowing that what our witnesses need is not another story. They need evidence and they need admissibility. And that's really where I've um, turned my trade is, is just really get really good at that. Got an international certification in forensics and that's what I focus on now. Um, if it doesn't have the opportunity for um, evidence and collection and analysis, I kind of don't want to go anymore because mm -hmm. we have tens of thousands of other reports and stories we also have tons of people that do that mm -hmm. so i really focus on this mm -hmm. um i'm really um attached to to the stars academy right now i don't think there's any other game in town they changed everything um the actions of a rock star wow um but that's where i'm, I'm focused today is uh basically you know doing what i can here in dc and also um continuing those investigations mm -hmm. uh so have you uh, met uh congress people in dc I have, absolutely. Um, not a lot. And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've you know, spent a lot of time wasted tracking down people I thought would be helpful to find out they were not at all. Um, mm -hmm. And then I kind of backtracked a little because the first thing I had to learn was DC is complicated. It runs on its own set of rules. And um, it's ugly. It's brutal. It is a swamp. Um, if you don't have something they want, you're probably not going to get in. And mm -hmm. So that's what I've learned to present. But everything opened up the same time I got here, which was the announcement that was, you know, verified that our government had a program in the Pentagon actively investigating UFOs called ATIP. So this is something that just kind of catapulted me right in the right position when I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, would you consider, would you say Project ATIP? Yeah, this was uh, what the project was called. It was a program in the Pentagon um, that went over just a few years. You know, there, it started out with another name, and that was the Bigelow. It's kind of complicated, and I don't want to get in the weeds too much here, but honestly, um, our government is not only admitting this now, the Navy is um, drafting policy for 
anybody in the Navy that has one of these sightings because they're coming out of the woodwork mm-hmm. in, in, in a flood. It's ridiculous how many people now um, want to talk about what they've seen out at sea, in the air, um, and now we're having uh, Marines and Army. Um, so this is catapulted, and the Navy is changing the protocol that there's no more ridicule. If you see something that's not supposed to be there, it's a national security threat, and you're to report it immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an asset and no longer a silliness. And that's huge. When we have pilots, uh, David Fravor, and, and some of the battle group um, personnel absolutely talking about some of these things they've seen, and we have a Top Gun pilot with other witnesses that have come forward as well. But that Top Gun pilot literally said, we don't know what it is. It's not ours. Um, It is unknown, and it's a national security threat. They were blown away. They were frightened. Um, There's a lot to this, but our government has just admitted we have things in in our airspace, uh, in our borders, that we have no idea what they are. Mm So To the Stars Academy is uh, building this brilliant um, business, and they sell shares. I mean, this is not a UFO group. They don't want to be. Um, it's aerospace. It's, um, you know, investigation. It's a, it's a lot of public awareness. But they also just made a deal with the Army that some of the um, material and evidence that they've collected, um, allegedly from craft that the government has found that we don't know what it is and uh, the army's going to do a study with them and, and take a look and, and partner with to the stars academy to figure out if there's any kind of um, application that can be used not only civilian but of mm-hmm. course military mm-hmm. uh, now at branson uh, they talked quite a bit about the to the stars academy george knapp did and yes. uh, and uh, i think uh uh that was a very interesting uh, thing there but let me uh see if i've got a uh, picture I want to bring up here. Um, if I have it, well, I don't see it right here. Right, I'll bring it bring it up later. But he was talking about that to the stars. Now, are you are you uh, like a member of it, or how's that work? Um, I'm close to the guys, and I'm hoping to have something to tell in a week or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll just say it that that way for now. But yes, I um, I talked to Lou quite a bit, and um, you know they. They really don't have a big relationship in the UFO field. So, you know, um, my connection with him was I was his first interview when he first came out. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I'm like, I want I want this interview. Who, who is this guy? Are you kidding? Right. The Pentagon has a UFO investigation department. <laughs> really? It was great. Um, and we really hit it off. And I and I I know the reason why. Here is an uh, extremely honorable veteran that retired. He did his full term tours. Um, And my husband is a retired uh, submarine commander. And I know this guy. He's part of my community, right? So we just really hit it off and and understand each other very well and, um, you know, continue to talk behind the scenes quite a bit. Wow. And I think we have a picture behind me right now of uh, you uh, with uh, uh, George Knapp and uh, Hugo DeVerse, right? He's so funny that Hugo kills me. He's a riot. But George Knapp is, is, he's very important to us because he's a legit journalist. This isn't a UFO guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He works at KLAS in Las Vegas. He's been doing this for years. But he's not only part and and one of the most 
trusted journalist. In fact, he's number one when things have to go out, you know, from Robert Bigelow, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, mm -hmm. even to the Stars Academy, you'll see that George is usually breaking this. And also with um, Senator Reid, um, who's very important and really pushed this UFO, um, get it into Congress, let's get the conversation going. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, you know, uh, George Knapp had an amazing interview. I think I played that in my presentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was great. And uh, so, yeah, you got to meet a lot of people there. And uh, you had, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most compelling uh, testimonies in, uh, that that of, of all the speakers. Thing, thing, thing that I, I, I was impressed with, Chase, is that, you know, on this show, you know, Upwards about 900 interviews since 2004, and most of the people, when it comes to UFOs um, or alien contact, whatever, are sort of are investigators. They don't actually go past the investigation. And from what you uh, said there at Branson, it looks like you went way beyond just the inv investigation. Uh, so we'll be talking about that here here in a few minutes. So you're uh, uh, now you also uh, you used to be with MUFON, right? Yes, yes, I'm no longer with them. I uh, resigned all and, positions. Right, and I uh, understand there was, uh, I think you may have mentioned that on the, on the last show, but uh, kind of, I'm kind of hanging the, 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 the I want to get a section of time just for what you, what happened to you with the, with the contact, but I, I really want to kind of prep it with some of these other conversations around that because I think it gives it a good context, but uh, you were saying that you changed from, say, I don't know, maybe the secular side of, of MUFON to ha you, you said several times, actually, that you if you go out there again, you're going to want a Jamie Walden out there or a Tim Alberino. Uh, and uh, now these are obviously two two very strong men in the faith. You know, and uh, you know, they don't know a lot more than me. That's for that gone, sure. But uh, yeah, me and, too. That's why I need them. <laughs> so you know, I might have to join you on that, man. If I if I go out there, I'm I'm gonna call them up too, man. You know, I'm 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 an alpha male, but I'll be a scaredy cat. There's it's crap running around there at the forest, and I'm all alone, man. I'm gonna call up Tim Alberino and Jamie Walden. He's he's a veteran, right? And man, he's yes, he, he's a marine. So that's that's, it. that's who you want. I you know I, I don't think you want to have have some secular dude that's saying you know here let's, let's hug a tree or check a Ouija board maybe the apparition to go away i don't i don't think that's the and, right approach and i worked with them before i'm part of timothy alvarino's um expedition team called inca quest and we had just done a, a nice big thing in peru that um timothy will be coming out later with um but you know uh, he was with us jamie yeah there's jamie and i picking up um uh dna samples off this uh, toddler mm -hmm. toddler mummy that was about two thousand years old mm -hmm. is that the center picture yes and then it looks like you're having a good time on the left there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, that's all the crew. What and a great so, time. so and, that, and that's part part of your your uh, your description is uh, investigative explorer. And it looks to me like you're doing some exploring there. What what were you guys looking for? Uh, DNA. Um, I have a little over 300 forensic samples just in um, mummies and um, biological materials. Let's put it that way. And, um, and even some metals, I'll have to throw that in there as well. But, um, you know, this is what I, I've learned to do. And, and, you know, I follow, um, the Institute of Justice policies. I don't skip one B. Um, I, this is the exact same procedure and, uh, method that a homicide detective would use as well. Mm -hmm. And this, um, that I have in a background now, what, what is that? That is the only certification that um, is out there for anybody that wants to uh, become something tested somehow in forensics. 
There is no course in forensic collection. There's no college course. Um, you can learn to process evidence, but there's nothing out there that tells you paper or plastic. Hey, I found this bone. Do I put it in mm -hmm. you know, plastic or paper? What is the protocol? And um, truthfully, you know, this, this certification helps you with that. But the truth is every single forensic collector has their own procedures and has their own things that they do. Mm. Um, I know that I've kind of nailed it because I've never had a single contamination. Mm. Wow, that sounds fantastic there. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, now, next week we're having on the program uh, David Pilatus of Missing 411. And God, he's amazing. I love him. Uh, he's great. And, and yeah. his productions are so professional. There's not anything better out there. And he, and like you, though, he he is you know, you talk about forensic evidence. What you're talking about is 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 a is a uh, a methodology to make a determination of possible fact and, and a separation of, of fiction or quasi science or what you're trying to separate that out to direct evidence, direct science, state right. in science. So therefore, and that's kind of what he does. He doesn't he doesn't go off the beaten trail. I'm I'm going to tell him next week. I know you don't, but I do. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, he and that's exactly right. There's very few of us out here that stick with. Um, you know, that, that scientific method, and, and we have to. I know that I'd probably be more popular if, you know, I went after, you know, reptilians and abductions and, you know, but for me, it's it's keeping it real. It's And, you know, we, like I said, we have tens of thousands of that. I really want to stick with evidence and um, admissibility on every single case. Um, it's like I said in my talk, um, people that have these experiences, whether it's paranormal or UFO-related, um, Bigfoot, they see something again that's not supposed to exist. Mm -hmm. Who do they call? Who are they going to pay attention to? I can tell you, we hear from more people that their church isn't helping them. Their church laughs at them. Their church doesn't want to hear it. And yet, this is probably one of the biggest things going on in Christianity today or mm -hmm. in world religion. Mm -hmm. And, um, but who are they going to call? They're going to end up with my number or another <laughs> investigator's number. And, we have to be good. We can't just give them nothing or, or silliness or immature novice, mm -hmm. um, you know, just want to be, you know, I made a Facebook page, stood there in a black shirt and I'm a, you know, paranormal investigator, call me. Right. So I think we have to be better and um, that admissibility to hand them something at the end that you would be proud and almost and, and ready mm -hmm. to, um, talk about in a court of law. Mm. My cases, that's exactly where I end up. It's like, please let me in. <laughs> I have something to show you. Well, on, on that note, wouldn't is, and is, has this happened to you where somebody has say has reached out to you that, that you, your, your sense, maybe I, I suppose, and I'm sure you've developed a sense now, but you say, Hey, Hey Chase, man, I, I, I got an alien over here. Uh, can you come down and check it out? I, I mean, I, you don't go, you don't just drop everything, and go running, right? No. How, no. how do you, how do you, weed, how do you yeah. weed through that kind of crap? I think it's a triage and I've been doing this since 1994 and, you know, honing in skills. I, like I said, I'm not one to just kind of do it once and think I'm an expert. You know, I've really gone to school, you know, trained in private investigation, like anything I can get my hands on that's actually going to be applicable in the field. And, um, you know, I think that's it. But a lot of it is just having that, you know, I'm a mama. Like I knew when my kids were lying. Or I knew when I was being played. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's that gut thing. Everyone who tells you they've been abducted hasn't been. Right. Um, and a lot of it is just good interviewing skills. And a good interviewer only talks 5% of the time, right? And the type of 
information gathering. So, you know, this is something that I've really um, paid attention to what their answers are. And I'm not afraid to bring out challenge questions. Um, I'm not trying to catch them. Mm-hmm. I am right. making sure the truth is being told. Yeah, save save a lot of time, especially if somebody said. Yeah. I mean, if maybe somebody may have like a buddy in, in in the tree with a fishing wire with a tin pan, <laughs> and say, "Look at look over there, over there," and just trying you know trying to get some notoriety, you know. And we do have hoaxers, but I'll be honest with you, you'd be surprised. It's not as big of a number as most people would think. Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised at how few people actually take the time to hoax, and you know, it's it's very few. It's it's time consuming, and um, you know, a lot of us you know weren't born yesterday, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, there's something interesting too. I, I, I did not know when I uh, reached out to uh, Sierra Neblina. I, I did not know she was in the extraordinary uh, CD Mac, uh, movie that you co-directed, and so I thought, well, that's that's interesting. And then, uh, but I do remember when I interviewed John Sumple, he said there there was a I think he said there was a a, a woman who uh, became pregnant and. Uh, her lesbian, I don't know if he used the word lesbian, but her girlfriend, whatever, left her because of that. And then I had her on the show. I was like, wow, that was, that was amazing. But here's the thing. Uh, of that, on, on, on this movie, it is an awesome, awesome movie. Uh, there are a lot, of, a lot of testimonies of women saying the same thing, that they, they were impregnated, the fetus was snatched, and it ruins them psychologically, it scars them. You know, I don't know if there's physical scars. You, you might be able to help me on that. I, I don't know. But uh, that's kind of all out there by itself. If you if 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 it's out there by itself, if um, disclosure hasn't happened, if that Tic Tac video didn't come out, if that uh, Academy to the Stars haven't got the information, if they haven't, you know, the subtle disclosure that we're getting, which as far as I'm concerned, the government's already did it, you know, admitting that yeah. they're studying it. There's a whole process. They've, they've got a process. So um, what I'm saying is the abduction over here or the uh, the fetus implantation kind of is by itself as long as the fact that the, ali- the the crafts aren't proven to be here. But now they are. So that adds the that adds a component of truth or believability because now that the government is saying that they're here, the person that says they got a fetus implant isn't so crazy. They're, you know what I'm saying? They're, it's not an isolated over here. It's a right. it's Somebody's connected. flying those objects, and there's a reason they're here. What is that? Right. And so this is one of the things that we wanted to put out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now, did you ever uh, did, were you able to interview some of these women yourself? Oh, absolutely. And these are just um, like a some of our you know. Of interesting witnesses and these women were amazing to come out and talk and but there are so many that won't go public and you know I don't blame them um, that are telling the story they have they have you know these ultrasounds and pictures with little faces you could see the faces of these babies and then all of a sudden they're just not pregnant anymore and they go to the doctor right away and I mean it's not a miscarriage there's no sign at all they were pregnant there's just nothing it's mm-hmm. just you know, um, and it's very bizarre, but then they start having these memories and, you know, um, Geraldine, you know, when she starts talking about a reptilian, it's like, to me, that's like, Oh, way out here. But, um, that's something you can't start telling people right away. This is, you know, that process again is, you know, once you realize that these things are in our atmosphere and they've been, qualified even by science at this point nobody's discussing whether ufos are real anymore mm-hmm. it's oh my gosh who are the pilots even mm-hmm. if it's remotely who's running these objects mm-hmm. 
just I love this. It's so great right now. Uh, right. Yeah. It's a fun time to be alive. And really, I mean, there, you know, while we those of us that believe that there was something going on, while it's nice to hear them finally catch up to us. You know? Right, and, and that's exactly what they need to do because who's got the answers right now? You know, yeah. I, they talk about a Tic Tac video. We can we can bring up yeah, 72 others that have been reported since, you know, 1940. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, not new to us, guys. We know about those Tic Tacs. <laughs> what do you say about the, to the skeptics that say the missing baby was absorbed by the body? That's And it's possible. And this is something, um, you know, that we have to consider. But when we're talking 12 hours and 24 hours, nothing, that's when it gets a little dicey, you know. Um, and we have medical proof of many women within 24 hours, there's nothing. And so, you know, there's, you know, but I'm sure that's the answer for some of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these women, and it doesn't happen just once. It's, it's like one of them say, um, you know, they had no, no right to use me as a laboratory rat because she's pregnant and then she's pregnant again and then they're pregnant again. And, you know, it's just one after another. And, um, you know, it's, it's, what is it? It's a hybrid program. It it can't be anything else but that. Then we have to ask ourselves, well, who needs a hybrid program? Hmm. In a biblical sense, wouldn't that be Satan trying to create his own army? You know, they, they've done this before with the fallen ones and, you know, there's been hybrids on earth before, um, considering the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what happened to them? Well, of course, they were wiped out. But we have to admit, there have been hybrids here before. So is this really that crazy? I don't know. Read our Bible. Wow. Hey, we've got a question come in uh, from Dreamwalker. He said, could some of these UFOs be related to Project Blue Beams? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a great question and something to bring up. Um, they, they could be. Um, there's a lot of them that are our technology that it's just R&D and they're top secret and they're just not ready to be revealed yet. Um, so we know we're chasing ours and theirs. But when you have the type of evidence, radar, sonar, you know, guys on the ships with, you know, their, um, all their intelligence gathering, everybody's got these chunks verifying that they have no idea what these, these crafts are. But I, your, um, your guess is absolutely correct that that is always a possibility. Mm. All right, uh, let's get to another question here. Uh, is, is it said, can a simple blood test tell you if a woman was pregnant? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, it's really hard for me as a UFO investigator or, you know, just kind of to ask them, hey, let's go get a blood test. Um, mostly I just rely on what they're telling me with proof. Again, I don't just go on theory because I follow that Scott's law, which means no one person can tell you anything that happened without something else that corroborates it, whether it's another witness, a piece of evidence, something, but no one person can tell you what happened. And that's honestly probably 80% of UFOs <laughs> reports. So, you know, to me, it's if they're not admissible, I'm not gonna bother because they wouldn't pass in a court and, and you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, well, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So her mom said, you know, 15 years ago, what, what good is that? You know, it's, well, we're past that now. Mm. Uh, just a little follow-up on uh, on uh, Sierra. She said that uh, at some point she used the name of Jesus to stop harassment. I am so glad you brought that up because even the abduction specialists, uh, whether it's um, you know uh, Yvonne Smith who was featured in the film, Barbara Lamb featured in the film, but uh, Kathleen Martin, who was the niece of Betty and Barney Hill, and of course 
you know, that's a notorious case back in 1962 up in New Hampshire. And um, they'll all tell you the only thing that stops an abduction is invoking the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm just looking at them like, do you guys not think that that's like the most powerful piece of evidence we have right now, that what we may be dealing with isn't just you know, beings from another planet, that maybe this is supernatural. Maybe this is exactly what the Bible said was coming. If you can invoke. So we have like two ways to look at this. If invoking the name of Jesus Christ stops an abduction, then they either are evil and have to listen, or they understand the grace and, you know, the the saving of Jesus Christ. So, you know, blood on the cross, it's, you know, raising, they understand them too. So it's either one or the other because that's the only thing that stops it. Wow. Is that great? Like, isn't that the craziest thing? When I heard that, I immediately started following L.A. Marzulli. I immediately picked up, you know, Steve Quayle and Tom Horn. And I'm just like, wait a minute, because to me that was profound. The only thing, come on, right? It means mm. something and it means something wow. big. Wow. I'll tell you what, man, uh, there must be a Holy, Holy Ghost in this program because you was talking, I'm like, my, my hair is on the back of my neck thinking, wow, you are so profoundly right on that. That and the way you you, you said that was so good, Chase. Wow, um, thank you. <laughs> and it's interesting. But I believe it because I, I was just so blown away. And you know, I, I'm not the most faithful. You know, I'm just not. Um, my my husband and I are saved. We're good people, and we know that's not enough. Um, but we are saved. We're just not really good at it, like going to church every <laughs> week or whatever. But you know, I I also am not stupid when it comes to evidence. If that's mm. the only thing that stops it, and they have thousands of accounts of this this isn't like two or three people said hey this worked mm. for me <laughs> like mm. this is a research and mm. i'm like why is this not everywhere why are you guys not telling every single person this mm. it's yeah crazy yeah, I, I I would say I, I I agree with you. I I don't feel like I'm good at it too, but you know, it's good to know people say that you, we we feel are are good with it. But this is fascinating too because George Knapp was saying something, Chase. If you remember at the conference, how that he and he kind of said uh, that he felt sort of um, that the group there was closer to the truth than many of the people that he speaks to. Correct. And he and he was telling that story how that you know people in other other venues other venues other than Branson he would drive down the street and somebody's yelling hey George you know I see I seen this I seen that and you know he say you know he's in the stall and somebody says hey is that you yeah, hey, in the bathroom <laughs> yeah you know and but he it felt like uh, you know he had uh, like uh, he was around people of like mind and he was saying after his tremendous presentation he didn't come out and say it but he he said this thing seems to be more connected to spirituality than in past where it was sort of a secular organic beings and that's all we're dealing with but there seems to be a hodgepodge there's, there's, there seems to be a mix and that's confused a lot of people and that really people have gone into camps i mean i've already seen people suggest that they're demons but i don't know if they're all demons i don't think that they are i think there's some demons some some are are are, are beings and that's and i don't think people should get in the camps we're all kind of figuring this out as far as i can tell we're all in the human race we're only the one race that got up got to battle all these bastards you know what i'm saying so yeah. we, we should fight each other on it but I, i'm with uh george knapp and it's it's one of the reasons it's one of the 50 reasons i left mufon and it was because mufon is all nuts and bolts um and it's clearly 
you know, in my studies, my professional studies and my investigations, and I've got a lot. I mean, I am boots on the ground running. Everyone knows that. And um, this is more. It's way more. And, and I think I said it last time on your show. It isn't just these biological beings coming here on a full tank of gas and a Red Bull. You know, this is this is supernatural. There are things there are, you know, that a Bigfoot, they hate. Me saying this, I have been like attacked almost by these Bigfoot people. No, it is a, it's an unknown species. Well, then find a bone, find something. Because what I see is three literal tracks, and then they disappear. A lot of witnesses say he just ran across the road in two leaps and just gone. Mm-hmm. Story after story after story after story. When are you gonna When are you gonna start listening to what that witness just told you, mm-hmm. and and start putting this all together? Mm-hmm. It, are, is it portal? Is this something? And uh, I guess because they're hairy, big beasts, we just assume they're idiots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's an animal. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, they could never know more than we do. Mm-hmm. In most of the UFO organizations, those with uh, Christian beliefs really were never offered a, a seat at the table. Absolutely. Uh, and they couldn't really even stand them. And, and you know, and it, it, what a turnabout fair play because we've got more answers than they do and there's no getting past the fact that all these people have said that the name of jesus stops abductions it stops visitations it stops all kinds of stuff they've got to explain that because there's too many people people non-believers i don't i think it's non-believers as well is it not i don't know it is absolutely non-believers have said that and that's that's when it's really striking really striking that they heard this and they say, you know, the next time I felt something was going on, you know, they, I couldn't move. I'm trapped in my bed. All I can do is scream in my head. I can't even move my mouth. My husband's laying right next to me. I can't wake him up. Um, you know, and I'm just screaming and all I, I just remembered thinking invoke the name of Jesus Christ. So, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, you need to stop. You need to get out of here in the name of Jesus Christ. I, you know, evoke you from the house, whatever. And they're gone. These are non-believers, and it, it's just amazing. Um, to me, there's just so much going on. And, and I've seen enough personally um, for as many investigations as I do. You know, I find myself in these situations where it's like, oh, come on, right? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It Ch- should be, except, okay. uh, yeah. Chase, I've just been informed we just got knocked off the air, and I don't I don't know oh. why. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, I think maybe. Yeah. Chase, I've just been informed. We okay, just it looks got like it came back on. Here. No, I don't, Let me see. I don't know. Looks like it just came on. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Show back on. Wow. I don't. I don't. I guess we went to a time warp, and uh, I think uh, talking about the name of Jesus got somebody on the other side, and uh, you can understand. You you probably been watched, uh, and this is interesting too because I know that Alex Jones just said the other day that he got a call from Secret Service, and because they were talking about this uh, 17. I don't know if you know about it, but. Uh, a couple of people slipped out that 17th in Dallas. Something was supposed to happen. Well, Trump was in Dallas on the 17th, and uh, so he said he, they got a call. But I see we're back on, so that, that's good. And, and uh, you know, it's interesting. Before uh, I had a conversation with a guest, we started talking about the name of Jesus. So I'm not saying it's connected, but it sure is freaky. But th- th- this, this day and age, Chase, you can't say coincidence anymore. Like, no, like, uh, I don't, yeah. like um, uh, Steve Quell says, there's no, nor- no more normal. Nothing is normal. And, you know, especially as we're moving into this this disclosure period, this, this, this uh, you know, time where we've got to come up with some answers. And, and you're right about the Bigfoot just sort of disappearing. There's a lot of anomalies out there. And I wonder, sort of, the Bigfoot people are kind of like the UFO people were. If you say, I've seen a Bigfoot, 
than you know your nutcase you know obviously it was a monkey running in the forest you know uh, but then we have these scientists and what George Knapp was talking about was NIDS. And this is, um, you know, some of the best known, um, most educated, they're the elite in science. And they were all brought together and, and put into Skinwalker Ranch. And the stories they came out with were like, are you guys freaking kidding me? Like, and I'm crazy, like chasing UFOs. <laughs> and you guys are seeing, you know, big dogs and, you know, portals and, you know, but these people, they're scientists, they're, they're highly educated engineers that, that worked on the SR-71, and we wouldn't even have that planes, um, you know, afterburner if it wasn't for this engineer. These are the people, and, you know, I have to pay attention. It isn't just what the witness is saying. It's also the credibility and, you know, even the understanding of a physics. So we like our, big, you know, it's kind of like the kid in, that saw something, um, while he was out, you know, getting high with his brother and smoking a joint, you know, and getting some weed or whatever, and then sees a UFO. Well, he probably did, but I can't use him anymore because he was smoking weed. Right. So these guys, their credentials are so amazing um, and, and so perfect. Mm-hmm. Our astronauts, the most trained physically, emotionally, um, in education, uh, they understand every little procedure, every little thing going on in that space shuttle. These are the right stuff. These people are our best of the best. But when they come home and say, hey, we saw something, you know, that was watching us <laughs> and it, it wasn't human, we're not supposed to talk about that or listen to them anymore. So this stigma is gone, thank freaking goodness. And um, just want, you know, the listeners to know this isn't just, you know, um, people or Joe Plummer. And Joe Plummer probably wouldn't lie to save his life either. But we really do like our um, pilots, our trained observers and, and, our most elite technology that catches evidence of these things like we see in the Nimitz video. Mm. By the way, uh, in, in a few weeks, uh, I'm going to have uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Joshua Warren on the program. Um, do, you, do you know who he is? I absolutely do. He's He's been around forever. He has like a little uh, museum and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Josh Warren, is. Um, he's amazing. He's mm-hmm. a great guy. And he also he's also featured in a um, in a movie. Uh, the movie is called Alien Abduction. And I want to go back a little bit here. Uh, uh, I, uh, I I suggested to you to watch that movie. It's about the Brown Mountain Lights, and Joshua Warren is featured in that movie. And then uh, one too long later, I got a, uh email from you. And I think, I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was like, OMG, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> I won't be able to sleep for a week. (laughs) (laughs) OMG, Daniel, you're not even going to believe. You're not even going to believe this. Okay. And I thought, what? And uh, it's clear. I watched it when I was completely alone. My husband was working late and I'm watching and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is scary. (laughs) It was good though. I did finish it, but I was just like, oh my gosh. There's a certain part of that movie uh, where the aliens are around, uh, I think it was around, they was around a barn, even around the house, and they all run, and they get into the guy's truck, and they hightail it out of there because they just seen an alien. Now, I believe you experienced that exact thing. So let's yes. let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about this uh, story that you told in Branson, and uh, I'm just going to give you the floor, and uh, you just take your time, give us all the details you can possibly think of. Let's hear it. Okay, it was um, 
again, Daniel, it should be the most ridiculous thing you're ever going to hear, except this is exactly what happened. I was there. I know what I saw. I wasn't the only person there. Um, this was one of the investigations that the minute we got back to the witness house, we called the state director. There were many other people up there investigating after. So this was a big deal. This is a really big deal. But what I'd like to focus on is exactly what happened to us that night. Um, and this was, I had a witness call. This is in 2010. Uh, a witness called me saying that he was, you know, seeing these orange orbs and some things around the house and um, very credible witness. Um, he lived out in like really backwoods, Tennessee. I, I think I joke and say, I've never seen that that much corn and, and nothing for <laughs> like ever, like driving down a road. I've never seen that much nothing in corn. But um, it was one of these, you know, just really compelling uh, UFO encounters or reports that, you know, the more I uh, interviewed the witness, and this was more than uh, one or two times, I just knew I had to get out there. Well, this is also the same time that Nashville and all the way to Memphis had that epic flood. And so that postponed us for a little bit. And as the waters were receding, um, I kept track of when I could go out there. So I was supposed to be out there like uh, the next Saturday. And then Thursday, he calls me and says, "There, this is exactly, there's things going on right now. And this is what happens when all hell breaks loose. So I'm like, that's it. Get my go bag. It's in my truck. I, I drive up to Memphis and I pick up the other uh, uh, Buffon investigator and we take off. And we get to his, his driveway and um, he was waiting for us. And I think the first thing he said was, oh my gosh, thank goodness. He says, I wasn't really sure what you guys are going to look like or be like because <laughs> you know I'm, I'm driving to a stranger's house and he's getting one too so um that was kind of good it was a good impression but immediately he asked us to walk to the edge of his driveway because he's like look it's already going on this is what i was telling you about and he started pointing up to the sky and there's these little it, it took my eyes a minute to focus in and then to see what he was really talking about but there's almost like these star things up there and you'd see them come together in a formation and they would move in a formation and then they would just be gone and you know just you know um observable um movement movement that is something that we you know right angles they stop it was just you know this is exactly what we're looking for I've been here five minutes and I'm already like wanting to happy dance because this is some of the best stuff I've ever personally witnessed. This is so cool. But I'm on my, you know, my little tablet, like I'm looking up satellites, I'm looking up where's the ISS, you know, our usual suspects. And, you know, it isn't just accept that we, there's a lot of work we do uh, hitting checks. So it was a little bit, if you got bored looking at this one, he, he'd say, look, there's, they're all over. And I was just like, what the? I, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to take my eyes off it at all. You know, we're trying to do everything we can. I don't even have my equipment out of my car yet. It was like, ah. Then the witness um, asks it, or asks if we'd be okay going to the cornfield that um, he has down the road. And it was because it had a panoramic view. This was like hundreds of acres. I'm just like, when we first got there, I'm like, this is all your corn. Like, what do you do with all this corn? Like, cool. like it was crazy. Huge place with a perimeter of trees um, way down the road. This is all his property. It, it's just, that's how big it was. It's also not in a town or not even close to one. So there's no light pollution. 
the sky was so friggin' amazing. Um, but we decided to jump in his truck. Like, looking back on this stuff, what am I thinking, Daniel? I don't know this guy. Yeah, let me jump in your truck and go to a cornfield, right? So anyway, he um, he pulls up, and we get out of the truck, and, you know, I'm setting up equipment on the back on this little table, and, um, you know, the other investigators walking around, and we were able to get into the middle of the cornfield because this is April and May, and so the corn's only like four or five inches high. It's real pliable, no problem. Waters had receded enough that we weren't sinking in mud, but you can see every move we made. So started getting all my equipment out and all of a sudden, again, the witness is getting, you know, just so happy. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, here it comes. This is exactly what I was hoping. This is why I told you to come up. I mean, he's just beyond himself excited. And I, I knew what that feeling was for him. It was, um, someone else is gonna see what I've been seeing and tell me what this is. So I look over and sure enough, I see this light coming and um, it's, pretty bright light and it's kind of heading towards us and I'm like oh my gosh you know and you get that spider sense at that point and then I had two more lights show up I'm like oh my gosh there's three and as it's getting closer I could see very clearly there are edges it's like this is one object with three lights it's not three independent lights and you can see them blocking out stars and it's huge it is so big and it's silent you don't hear anything at that point we couldn't even hear a cicada i'm not hearing frogs i'm not even hearing a wind it's silent it never changed height speed movability like it just it, it doesn't glide it doesn't fly it's so hard to describe how it moved but it literally came over that entire cornfield i could put a magazine up open the magazine it wouldn't even come close to covering that crap it was huge i'm blown away i am like freaking out at this point because the minute i start seeing this i've got my cameras i have four cameras all different makes and models i am picking them up i and everything is done nothing is working and i'm so frustrated because how many times do we hear somebody talk about oh my gosh i saw this great thing and you're like well didn't you think to bring, bring your cell phone <laughs> it wasn't working like why don't you have a picture right Anyway, everything, I, I'm thinking total battery drained. My trifield meter isn't working. My mel meter isn't working. I can't get any EMF. I can't even check for a radio signal. I Sure, I dropped an F-bomb or two because I'm like, I'm about ready to throw this effing camera across this field. I was so mad and frustrated. And at the same time, trying to keep my eyes on everything so I can get every detail I can. As the triangle you know flew over us and like i said it just kept going it's merry little way and we kind of watched it go away and um the further it got away all of a sudden i noticed a couple lights on and i'm like my equipment's back on i don't know if it was jammed i'm not sure but um battery drain is something that's very common in paranormal bigfoot ufo investigation so i just decided you know what i'm gonna change the batteries anyway but at this point, the witness is all excited, saying, that's it. Like, what is that? Like, you know, this is ridiculous, right? And, you know, and the other investigator, she's just looking at me. And I'm, like, waiting for the witness to turn around so I can be like, what? <laughs> Did you see that? Like, and happy dance a little, right? I was so excited. And um, so I started uh, taking the cap off of my trifield meter. And all of a sudden, it was like I just kind of had this weird feeling. Those spidey senses were still there. <clears throat> and they were getting more intense. And I said, Hey guys, 
I said, does anybody else feel like you're being watched? And I don't mean from up there. And it was about time I put my hand up and this very physical thing just hit me. And I have never felt terror or fear like that in my entire life. It was not fight or flight. It was fight or flight times a thousand. The only way I can describe what that felt like was horrific. And every single cell in my body knew what terror was. And I just remember turning and I started running. When I started running, I noticed the witness turned the same direction and he went running too. We were all running in the same direction. No one knew why. I mean, why am I running? You know, um, and I'm just following this light and this white light just doing this, just back and forth, back and forth. And I, I just remember being focused on that light. And then all of a sudden, bam, I hit something and it was hard. And I just remember reaching forward because so, I was going to fall back. I hit him so hard and it turned out to be the witness. He had stopped. Remember, this is this place is dark. <laughs> it's like I can't describe how dark this it's bad, this cornfield. And um, I just heard him say, what the F is that? And he had one of those halogen big, you know, um, I'm a hunter type flashlight, <laughs> big, big chunky thing. And he said, what the F was that? And it was in his left hand and he swung his hand out and not six feet from us is this being. And my first thing I remember thinking was his legs aren't normal. Like this isn't normal. His legs are way too thin. And then um, I think the very next thing I thought of was, oh my God, this is not the cute little Roswell alien. Um, what we saw was, it, it was just odd. And I looked at it right in the eyes. It was not six feet from us. I could have lunged it. And then the next thing I know, I'm just running again. I don't know why. I, I, we were just running. All of us, um, the other investigator was already at the truck. Um, and it, um, Ben should have said it was one of those really high trucks. And she's having a hard time getting in. <laughs> Witness just runs and throws her up like that, throws me up in the truck. He runs around. We left that cornfield so fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. We caught air coming out. We get up in his driveway. And, of course, the witnesses um, really, nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying a word at this moment. And it was, um, I think I was the first one that just kind of chuckled and said, like, um, what just happened? What is going on? Because now I realize, I don't know when that fear left, but at that point it wasn't with me. But I'm thinking back on, like, why did we run? Like, what is going on? It was very confusing. It really was for a while. Um, very shocking, actually. And um, yeah, I, I we got up there. It was strange. Um, yeah, that's a big one. Okay, that's interesting. Here we've had uh, some technical issues going, kind of crazy here I see various changes on the the computer screen here uh, we just lost chase so let's uh, see if we can get her back right, let's see what we got here hello chase yeah. wow uh, just Was that you or me uh, it wasn't me. I, I well, I couldn't tell you. It just uh, looked to me like it, the whole thing just 
you just but went off. Went there, down. That's what I got. I just got this like screen, like it just ended. My well, screen didn't even stay up. That was well, so weird. It's there's two there's two anomalies right there. Crazy. Hmm. Crazy. Uh, that, ne that never really happens. Wow. Okay. But well, the good thing is we're recording it on this end, so 100% of this interview is going to be posted, uh, and specifically the Jesus part. We're going to make sure that's in there. If not, <laughs> if if the Jesus this, part, go ahead. Go ahead. But this cornfield um, experience was it was so baffling because um, even as I'm driving home, I'm thinking. Come on, guys, BS. I'm calling BS on this. Like, nobody gets all of that in one night. And what was that being doing there? So, but once we got back, um, I realized the investigators became witnesses. So we had to call the state director. We were making all our calls, getting more people out there because we couldn't talk about it until we were all <clears throat> interviewed separately. And then, um, you know, all the things came back to me and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there was a being there, there's footprints, like I have to get back out there. So we were back out in that field. But to have that fear, it's it's unimaginable and I don't wish that on anything. And I um it, it was brutal. Um every once in a while, like I'm driving down the road or something, I'm by myself, it's late at night and you know, I'll start thinking about this and <clears throat> you get that little twinge back and it's like, stop the car, get out, walk around, get some fresh air for a minute. Um, you know, just don't wanna go back there. But what I do know is whatever was going on there, we weren't supposed to be there. And that was the only way to get rid of us because nobody saw the being and got scared and ran. That's not what happened. We were already, we didn't even know it was there. When we ran, we ran into it. In fact, we ran straight to it and then left again. Um, we, there was no option to stay. Um, I just remember, even when we were running, I remember thinking, wow, I'm running really fast. <laughs> like like oh. things that were going through your head. And I also don't remember when that fear left. So there was a lot of um, strangeness. Now there was the witness, two investigators, but the witnesses, cousins, there were three of them, also came down um, when the triangle came over, they left after that. They were they were done. Um, and I also wondered if maybe they could have brought the being out, or you know, and, and just something like that. And I knew that was ridiculous, but I had to I had to um, investigate that. And you know, all the photographs just show I could see where our feet were. There's nothing else around there. They couldn't have walked those out there. They would have left a trail. And the other part was um, I saw it. When you look into the eyes and when that flashlight hit that being, Daniel, how do you go from pitch black like that cornfield was with this big halogen you know, flashlight six feet from your face and not do this or anything? There was nothing except the big black eyes that were just as real as could be. I'm like, done. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's. There's so many oddities, and the legs not being normal, um, we realized later, uh, the way the being was standing in the flashlight, we were only getting the sides of them because they, they were way too small to hold them up, and I realized the light wasn't showing us the whole leg. Um, but that didn't come for about three weeks after. So, you know, this investigation went on for a long time, um, and it was also something that George and App, Bigelow, and all of them were very interested in because this is some of the stuff they were seeing at Skinwalker Ranch. Wow, uh, wow, yeah. what, a, what an experience! And again, like I said in the in the movie uh, Alien Abduction, they 
ran for fear too as well and flying through and you said you got air in the truck and i could see it almost has a travis walton feel from it when when the when the the crew was flying down the hill oh my gosh i never thought of that yeah Mm -hmm. and that's interesting about that uh you said that uh fear enveloped you to such a almost to a molecular point that your being not just your senses but your being experienced that fear is there, can you elaborate a little bit more on that what, what is that yeah I, I just don't know the right way to describe it except it's because you know it's not a fear that you get in your stomach first where your stomach's in knots and you know your your heart you almost feel that white hot shoot right through your body that would be kind of the fight or flight it's way beyond that way beyond that and the only way it's like every cell in my body just knew terror that's all it knew at that moment was absolute terror and, you know, again, it's, you know, when you start thinking about things later on and, and trying to decide what was going on, I even went to the most ridiculous conspiracy theory that my husband's a golden boy in the Navy. His wife is changing UFOs, chasing UFOs. Maybe this would get me out of the field. And of course, that's ridiculous, but I even went that far. I want to know what happened, what went on in that field, and why we had our agency taken away. I had no choice. I didn't decide to run next and it was high minded. We all did the exact same thing. And I I can't, I don't remember seeing this, but I'll almost swear that we were all left, right, left, right, taking the same stride, running the same pace. It was high minded. Um, We were controlled, no choice. And that's sinful. That's like when you take my agency away or my decision that I want to participate or not. And I think this is part of the human story of these women in the seating. Nobody asks them. There is just being done to them, this hybridization or this pregnancy. It's just being done to them. And having that same experience where I didn't have a choice and felt that fear, my heart just goes out to these women. And, you know, there's, they have so much evidence, and they're obviously not lying. They're desperate for an answer. They're desperate to get out of it. How do I get out of this? Like, how do I make this stop? How do I not do this anymore? You know, how, how did these aliens leave me alone? Hmm. When you say uh, uh, terror to a degree you've never experienced before, uh, do, do you feel like you were in the presence of evil? Or is it I don't know. worse than that? I, sounds, sounds like it's worse than just plain evil. You know, and I kind of considered that because when you think of what that kind of fear is like, it's like, is that hell? Is that what that feels like? Um, Is that what it's like being around demons or Satan? It's like, I don't know, because I don't play with them. (laughs) Like, I'm the one in a paranormal situation and I hear get out. I'm like, okay, (laughs) gone. (laughs) So I just want the EVP so I can have something, you know, recordable. But, um, okay, I'm not that much of a wuss. But, you know, if I start feeling things are demony i'm not playing and and i will fully admit the reason i don't is because i don't have that armor and i know it i be, i have the faith i have the belief and i know i can i have some power but these things are eternal and i'm not messing with um you know eternal beings that have knowledge way beyond this earth they transverse to this earth they've been somewhere else before they're obviously have technology and knowledge way beyond the human capacity at this point yeah, I'm not playing with them. Nope. Nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. You said, uh, Chase, that you felt that you weren't supposed to be there. Right. Uh, it, on that term there, would you say that the 
Farmer was supposed to be there? I don't think so. I don't think um, any of us, whatever was going on in that cornfield, um, we couldn't be there. And I, I, that's just how I left it um, because we had no choice. It was like we were forced out of the area and yet we weren't chased or, you know, and, and to tell you the truth, I don't know if that being caused that fear to get rid of us. Um, I don't know if it was a triangle and the being was stuck too. Um, yeah, it's the questions that you get coming out of an experience like that. And I can tell you that the, the witnesses, all three of us, um, all had the exact same story trying to describe that fear. We all felt this horrific terror. And the only thing that we, there were only discrepancies between our stories was how high the, the craft was. I thought it was like a thousand to twelve thousand feet, and, or maybe thirty thousand. Like we were all over the place. Nobody was even close to the other one on how high the triangle was. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the only discrepancy we had. Mm -hmm. Chase at Branson, you said that uh, after the event, sometime after, uh, you got a call from one of uh, your uh, one of your people concerning the film of the cameras, and they said, uh, Chase, you're not going to like this. I think that's what you said. Oh, 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 you're, um, you're talking about the other one with Chris Bledsoe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is in North Carolina and um, on another investigation. And, you know, we were just trying to go get EMF readings. And we're in this little tiny batch of woods that was probably, what, one or two acres? It was ridiculous. And we're just walking around, walking around. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, guys, we should be out. Like, you could almost see end to end. That's mm -hmm. how little it was. And we go down this little gully, and I remember coming out when it was early in the day, and the opening is right there. Right. And we come out, and I'm like, there's nothing. It's, like, dark, and there's more woods. And we're walking around. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, it should have taken us, like, five minutes maybe to go through. We're still here an hour later. Like, what is going on? We're walking in circles. I can't use a compass because we're under – there's huge um, power lines, which is why I wanted to measure the EMF. And, you know, compass is going to work under that. All of a sudden, I just remember coming back up to this ditch. And, you know, half my team, I think there were nine of us there, half the team is, like, nauseated. Um, they're dizzy. They're almost confused. Um, we need to take a break. I'm embarrassed because I'm leading a team. I'm a lead investigator, and I can't get out of these woods. And um, everybody started feeling a little better. And we go down in the gully, and we come out, and there's the opening huge opening just like it should be and i'm just so annoyed right um and then the one of our um, evidence techs calls me a couple weeks later and it's like chase you're not going to like this and i'm and i know he knows what i'm not going to like and I, I just knew it was going to be bad mm -hmm. and i'm like what and he says all three of our helmet cams are missing eight minutes mm. Missing, so it sounds to me like there, there's missing time. That, that remi I guess I, I've watched too many movies. That reminds me of uh, Contact when Jodie Foster came back and the camera supposedly, you know, was missing 18 minutes. Uh, and the other, the other movie that, uh, now Susan and I just watched another movie. We suggested uh, Alien Abduction to you, but your description of moving to that forest and not really coming to an end where it should be an end. We watched a movie called Don't Go Into the Tall Grass, and what happened was in that movie. I saw that too, just recently. I had to repent. But I, I had to repent after that, man, because because the, <laughs> there's a scene in there when she thinks she's eating grass and she's not. Right. And I thought that is freaking terrible, man. I'm not going to give the plot away in case somebody wants to watch it. But so you saw that movie too, huh? 
Yes, yes. And it's it's worth watching, but yeah. 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 And, and so, there's there's some oddities, you know, in you know, these portals and stargates and you know, the Bible talks about this. Um, you know, a, an angel comes down and um, is it Peter or Paul that he gets out of, you know, he opens the gates to the prison and he yeah. leaves and, you know, I mean, these are how they're transversing. It's, it, you know, the physics that we don't understand and definitely this, this portal or, or um, kind of that stargate. And when we know that CERN is really close to doing this, in fact, many of us believe they've already mastered this. And it's, of course, it's going to stay with the elites. Um, it's just like um, humanity. Like if we don't get off this planet and become interplanetary, mm-hmm. we're not going to make it. I don't think, right? So, but Elon Musk, you know, makes these nice ships. It's not going to be me and you going. He's going to bring the scientists. He's going to bring the elite, right? Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of wonder, um, like where a lot of this innovation goes. But I do believe that there's a lot more, and I know that now because of the A tip revelation mm-hmm. and the admission from our government there's so much more um out there when they admit that they have metals and meta materials not of this world and the army just you know got into a contract with to the stars academy um to study this mm. what right <laughs> are we living in this time right is it that crazy well, let me let me let me ask you something here, Chase. Uh, George Knapp was talking about that Skinwalker Ranch, and man, that was that was mesmerizing as well. That whole presentation there, but he said there was a part of that where he said that some of the investigators took something home with them. Now, I'm just saying we had two anomalies here on the show where the video <laughs> just went out. Uh, how do you know? Because you were, I mean. You could have been at Skinwalker Ranch because that's the type of things they were seeing. You saw Skinwalker Ranch type anomalies right there. Yeah, I've had did, did you do a cleansing? Too, yeah. I mean, what did you have somebody pray for you? I mean, what what how'd you handle Absolutely. that? Absolutely, and this is this is all something that um, if I feel I've been in contact with anything, that's exactly what happens before I come home. Um, we don't have any paranormal activity here at the house, um, oh, and it's always <laughs> something that we know kind of plagues. Uh, witnesses and I thought about that because you hear a lot about um, contactees and experiencers and it's almost like once they get a peek past the veil they get to see it all and experience it all and that's not that hasn't happened I've had in you know incidences but there's no yeah I know it hasn't um well I've had in, I've had you know various anomalies and and uh coincidences sure. so to speak but these these things because I'm aware spiritually that there's a whole lot going on. So I don't dismiss things, coincidences so easily now, you know, like like getting back to to Steve Quell saying there's no normal. There isn't any normal. It's weird out there and it's getting weirder, Chase. I think we've got more answers than anybody else does. You know, this side, the Christian side has way more answers and and even an answer to the problem. Uh, yes. using the name of Jesus, uh, you know, yes. the, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That that name, it says that name, every knee is going to bow. There's so so much power in that name. And I noticed that no guest has ever said the name of Muhammad did anything. Just throwing that out there. Mic drop. Bam. <laughs> Just throwing that <laughs> out there. But, you know, I think, um, and, and this is very important to realize, is that in, in all the evidence, that even I've collected, or you, or 
so many others. Kathleen Martin has talked to tens of thousands of abductees and experiencers. I'm not one of these people. I'm not a abductee or even though I've, I I looked at one for what, one, 1,002, <laughs> like one second. It's, I'm not an experiencer or an abductee. And, um, you know, this is what they've come up with. And I just found it so profound that it changed my work from MUFON, um, who you're right, there's no seat at the table for um, the religious narrative at all or the biblical narrative um there's no seat at the table there and and in most of ufology there isn't they just mm -hmm. don't want to hear it mm -hmm. and yet there are more there's more evidence and solid um warnings that are right there detailed in ancient scripts um than in the nuts and bolts there it's mm -hmm. you know in the prophecy and christian community there are more answers and that's where I, that's where i stand mm -hmm. um this isn't it, it isn't really a choice it's where the evidence has taken me did i like it at first no it's supposed to be aliens from pallades and you know <laughs> orion you know star right. system right. that's what it's like, supposed to be yeah exactly and it's like what like so at first i i you'll ask it when you talk to L.A., you'll tell them my favorite thing. They'll be like, what's going on, Chase? Kicking and screaming, L.A., kicking and screaming. Because I kind of felt like the whole biblical narrative I had to be dragged into because I was just so stunned mm -hmm. at, you know, now I'm looking at real evidence. Mm -hmm. It's taken me down this path. I wasn't, I didn't start here. I wasn't supposed to be here. It wasn't supposed to go here. What the fetch, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, I, I need to have a conversation with Giorgio Tatulio, man, because he's stuck in that narrative, and Ugh. there's no room at all. I mean, it's alien seeded the whole planet, and you know, it's all because of the aliens is why we're here. And he, but you Could know, possibly when it be God or you know angels, you know, even though there's how many you know descriptions. I love Enoch, but it's also in Genesis, and there's it's in this book, and it's in this religion and Hindu. It, they just take anything biblical, and it's aliens. <laughs> period, because right. it couldn't possibly be something as provocative and powerful as an angel. Yeah, we, we have the answers for the giants, we have ancient civilizations, and we have the evidence for UFOs. And so we've got way more, uh, a, a, a way more compelling story based on fact, and, and as you, being an investigative explorer on the, on, on the Inca thing, you're finding out that, that the more you find the more it confirms what the biblical text says. And there's, and I wish people would understand that. Um, the more you dig in and the more fact finding and analysis you get done, there's no question. There's just no question. And um, it's, it's, it's surprising. We can't change evidence. We can't change where this is going. And, you know, I really fear that um, a lot of people, because it, it's not the narrative they want, are going to miss it because I remember the first time um, L.A. kind of explained that, you know, in the Bible, the end days, even the elite are going to be convinced and, and lied to and manipulated. And, and they're going to walk away because this is just so profound that, of course, this has got to be true. Well, how do you how do you change the minds or convince the most educated among us? Well, you bring in a UFO that is so technologically advanced and you have them come out and they're beautiful. You know, they can't look like Satan. You know, they can't look like, you know, reptilians and bugs, right? They right. can't be big cockroaches coming out. So they have to be pretty. And they give us the cure for cancer and free energy and little tidbits. And then you and tell us that they made us, the Anunnaki. And they fathered humanity here. And, 
everything we have is because they allowed us to be technologically produced and, you know, come up. How many people are going to be looking at that spaceship and thinking, of course, it has to be true. I've been hearing this the whole time. And that's going to be the deception. That is how you can deceive the world and the smartest among us. Yeah, right. The story fits perfectly. It's a perfect yeah. explanation for that. But let me let me ask you, have you been in contact with the farmer since that event? I have. Um, it started out, you know, a lot of talking once um, all our depositions were taken and we were interviewed. And then it was just kind of, you know, after months, it was time to just kind of back off a little and, and just move on. And just kind of contact every once in a while at like a phone call. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you getting any more stuff? Well, it kind of slowed down a little bit. Then it got to be just a text message. And now I hear maybe once every year. Hey, this is still your number? Yep. I'll let you know if I change it. Thank you. Uh -huh. um, and that's all there is now. But um, yeah. he's he's um, he wants to. He didn't want to be the UFO guy in a, in a very small town. He had small children still at the house, mm -hmm. and um, he knows where this how this works, right? Mm. Wow, so, that that uh, that uh, being in a farmhouse like that kind of reminds me of uh, uh, that uh, one UFO with. Uh, Who's that guy out there? Not contact. But, uh, he's out. He's out. In the, he's out in the cornfield, and they start being crop circles. Signs. Signs. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of signs. And I wonder, is has he ever said there's been any crop circles in his crops? No. And this is something the United States does experience a few crop circles, but nothing like you know you see in like England. And we're even finding things now in the snow. So in the Arctic and and. Alaska, it's, it's in these very remote places that no one was paying attention to even 10 years ago. And of course, as population grows, we're moving further out. And we're starting to find even more um, really intrigued right now of what's going on in the Arctic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I keep saying, Lou, we mm. need to go to the Arctic. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul, she's out of the live chat. Uh, it says, did any of the witnesses have any marks or missing time? Ah, that's such a great question. When we got back um, and we're in his garage and the other uh, investigator was walking down because I'm like, can you call um, uh, the state director? And she's walking down the driveway and she's got her phone. She's making the call. And the witness comes up to me and he, I mean, he's clearly shaken. And he's like, Chase, you saw that, right? You saw that, right? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, what was it? And I'm like, we can't talk about this right now. And he goes, but what was it? And I, I just looked at him. I said, it was real. And at this point, um, and I forgot where I was going with that, but um, what was your question? Uh, no, the question was, uh, uh, has anybody have any missing marks time. on their bodies or missing time? Yes, and there was a moment after we kind of had that little exchange where all of a sudden I'm like, oh, crap. And I went into my pocket, <laughs> I pulled out my cell phone, and it was exactly the time it should have been. And but I was like nervous doing that. I was just like, oh, wow. I don't even want to check. And um, but no, no marks, anything like that. Um, this is, I think, why we just came to the conclusion that whatever was going on, we were not supposed to be there. So mm -hmm. whatever it was, mm -hmm. I also have never reported. I saw an alien. I always say I saw a being, um, mm -hmm. even though it was classic you know three about it was more three foot than three and a half you know just not the really cute big eyed like mm -hmm. little smile type of thing it, it looked a little more sinister mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
now this is where I get this is where I come in because of conjecture. So we got crap. We got harassment going on with these these orb lights zinging about. And the way you describe the lights doing that, that's exactly like it is in alien abduction, shooting up, going perfect right angles. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I'm thinking, have they heard my story? And of course, mine is like ten others. Yeah, I know a couple other people, but that's exactly they see exactly. I was just like, mm-hmm. I was glued. So, like, so I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering, people that see those kind of far, say, far away lights per se, per se, I wonder if there's an associated craft somewhere in the area like you saw. Something to consider. That's actually mm-hmm. a um, first time that I've even heard anybody say that. That is really um, a great observation. Mm-hmm. It's something we need to put on paper. I'm going to actually add that because um, that was a great one, Daniel. Good, mm-hmm. good job. And then. Uh, now I'm getting conjecture. Okay, so we got a craft flying over, and it sounds the way you described it. The beam may have been dropped off or transported down. It doesn't sound like there was a landing, so I'm assuming then he was dropped down, and he was allowed to look. He was walking around in the cornfield, and he was uh, creating a portal, and that portal was he was going to create one right there and allow his Bigfoot to come out. <laughs> I'm just saying this. This is where I come in, okay? <laughs> but but no, really. So we have. He's definitely there. So I don't yeah. think he's studying how corn grows. No, no, no. <clears throat> and uh, he wasn't watching what we were doing either. I, I just don't believe that. Um, I believe that we were not supposed to be there, and I, I can't really say. Um, and like I said, I, driving home that night, I'm just like, like almost hitting my steering wheel like bull crap like what that what was that like it doesn't even make sense and you think I'd come home and just want to talk to everybody about it I mm-hmm. didn't I barely told my husband I didn't tell my kids my best friend you know I just you almost have to process what just happened to you it, it was it was very odd but I think it made me a better investigator too because now I understand when when I put a color chart with every possible option of color on this chart and I asked them what color they could see and they will say well it's kind of like this not exactly I understand that now when it's, it's something that you just can't describe mm. I totally get it mm. uh, I, when, when I when I when Susan and I met you and your husband there I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask him I want to ask him what's it like uh, living with a UFO lady <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good question I don't know if anyone I don't know. He hasn't told me anyone's asked him that, but uh, I could, does he support you in your work? I mean, how's that? How's that? What's going on? You know, that's something where we've always had the agreement. If the Navy was embarrassed or ever told him that your wife just needs to shut up, it's not good for your career, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. That's you know, even though I work most of it, it, it that's his career. Um, I wasn't going to mess with that. I would have just shut up for a while and waited till he was out and start up again. Mm-hmm. But they never did. And I can tell you, he's always been not only supportive, but proud. Um, when I wrote the book Admissible, he, he posted it right in his office. And it's right there that even the admiral would come in and say, like, you know, what's this? My husband, my wife wrote that book. And, you know, and I have a children's book that I wrote. And that's up there. And he would just tell people. People after a while knew and they would come in and say something. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was always those 
gatherings where you could almost spot the military guy that just wanted to tell you something or waiting for everyone to clear out and find that moment to come up and say, hey, I got to tell you, I saw something, you know, four years ago. And, you know, so and, and when I say he was more than supportive, it's because everything I've ever done has come out of my pocket. And um, my husband has been very generous and not only equipment and making sure I had everything I needed, mm -hmm. but um, in travel money, um, anything I needed, he, he, honey, just take wow. what you need, do what you need to do. Yeah. And I'll never forget that because um, this could have been crazy. He could have seen this as such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he said a couple of times, like, why can't you just like knitting or like, <laughs> why is it UFOs? <laughs> but Cause I don't know, because yeah. alien abduction is a little bit, a little bit more entertaining, I suppose. But no, yeah, it's a little more rock and roll, right? Yeah, that, yeah, a little bit more rock and roll for sure. That's 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 interesting that that he supports you like that, and you know, you, you're doing obviously good work. I've already had a number of people said uh, thanks, Chase, for uh, sharing your story like that. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, you have people may not have wanted to heard heard your story because obviously it's firsthand, firsthand. You're telling the truth. Now they might have to, they're going to have to deal with it a little bit. Some people have to deal with it because it's easy for a lot of people. They've compartmentalized the UFO. Like it's not had nothing to do with me. I don't want nothing about it. I don't know who these people are, but right. if they're here, if they don't know something about, and this is the thing about the, the Branson conference. If you don't have this information, when something else happens, like uh, the, the, the ship comes down and says, Hey, we're your, we're your gods. A whole lot of people, you know, and maybe here's some tech too, to prove it, you know, and, right. and present a timeline. A whole lot of people are going to fall for that line. But those people that are educating themselves and uh, maintain open mind and leading the Holy Spirit for that matter too are going to be armed with the information. I think uh, they'll be well prepared not to be deceived, as you said earlier. And to also understand that this is biblical. Um, this is it shouldn't surprise any Christian who's really studying and um, or listening. But the churches aren't aren't talking about this. They're not. You know, I often said, you know, I probably would have paid more attention in Bible study if they were talking about, you know, the fallen angels finding women pretty and, you know, having sex and there's all these giants and, you know, even Goliath had brothers who were also giants. It's like, wait a minute, guys. Like the first time I even heard the word giant, it never even struck me as how odd is that? Like what did, mm -hmm. what did they just say? They just said there's giants on this earth. What? So, you know, these are some of the questions that once you really start, um, reading and and taking that comprehension of what was just said mm -hmm. and for me it was there was a hybrid race on this earth before because the bible tells us that mm -hmm. um our ancestors left that written record um mm -hmm. for us to understand and it's probably not good um, because they've been here before well, and that's something we have to remember is that a lot of the things that are in that prophecy or, or the warnings that we get why because they've been here before. And that's interesting you say that because I was going to mention Matthew where it says that such as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. Well, there were, what was going on in the days of Noah, there was hybridization going on there. It clearly says that. There were giants in the land. It clearly says that. And, and you know, all the churches I've been to, they just skip over those kinds of things. Right. You know, they have and this here like, we have all, like hundreds, hundreds mm -hmm. of women with full, you know, evidence that they were pregnant and then they were not. What else could it be? So if there was hybridization on this earth prior, you know, uh, uh, pre-Andalovian, um, uh, I'm saying that wrong. It just, Antediluvian. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's. Where's Tim Alvarino? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my my little dictionary. I love him so, but he's he's crazy. Um, it, it why is that so bizarre? And this is this is where we have to educate the people that if they don't understand that, what if what if these this craft comes down and says, "Here's our DNA. We did make you in our likeness." And then you know we have this other one, and of course you know um, Satan couldn't win with his first army. How do we know? How is he going to get more? Why doesn't he make them? So you know we're talking about um, not these little Christmas card like beings. These are powerful, eternal, <clears throat> intelligent with technology far beyond us that we're dealing with. We have no idea what we're dealing with. Apparently, an angel is so powerful if we look at them. You know, I mean, we're dropped down. It's, it's, these are powerful entities, and um, we have to understand what they're capable of because the warnings, again, are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, so for what, I, what I'm getting from you, Chase, is kind of similar to what, how I believe. These things don't uh, 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 deteriorate my faith. They actually strengthen my faith because it's just more proof that the Bible is correct. It always has been and always will be. It's unchangeable. And you can count on it. And it, you, when you want answers, it has answers. Correct. And there's people even in the Pentagon, and Lou Elizondo has talked about this even publicly. There are great forces against this information coming out. And Lou has had to um, really focus on his security and, and pay attention to what's going on around him because there was major, major pushback um, to the point where a lot of us were a little frightened because many in that Pentagon did not want this information verified. And there's a reason for that. And I can only think that um, they had a reason for you and I and all the listeners not to even consider or think about what this implication could be. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we do need to consider the implications and try to find find those people that that are studying and out there doing research, such as yourself. Uh, so you've got a couple websites, and what are on those websites? Um, you could go to chaseklutsky.com and you know just kind of I guess my bio's there and, and some of the appearances I've had. Um, I have a couple more appearances coming up. I can't talk about them yet. Of course, one will be with Timothy Alvarino right. um, and um, Jamie and um, a couple other things. And um, a couple of my cases are there. I'm really proud of the Malibu underwater base because totally uh, science that and engineered the crap out of that report. So you can upload that there, um, uh, other things that I've gotten involved in. Um, but I also have the field reports, plural, um, dot, dot com. And that's where a lot of our other work is uh, with the star child skull, all the DNA and science that we did on that. And that proved that the star child was completely human. And um, we even found the haplogroup and have repatriated that little tiny skull that's been exploited. It's been varnished. It's been mounted on a mantle. It's been mounted on a plaque. And it's just this this deformed little little guy that's five years old. Um, repatriated his remains back to where he came from, which was Mexico and his tribe. Um, so very proud of some of that work we've done. Um, but that's kind of it. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. So you're on you're all on those social media. They can find you over, over there. No, yeah. This Malibu. What's going on with Malibu? You know, there, there's a, a Malibu underwater base. There's a, a, a image on Google. Um, 
that looks like there's this big underwater base right off the coast of California. Mm -hmm. And it's something everybody's been talking about for years. And I actually had an opportunity to go out and I'm on um, a research vessel mm -hmm. and it's called a Bold Horizon. And it was the um, Eclipse Group that was, you know, sponsoring this boat ride. Mm -hmm. And we put like, you know, the rover, the same rover that found the Titanic for Spielberg and all those wow. guys. This is the same crew. And we mounted, you know, that uh, Mohawk 2 right down on top of the structure, went up and down, went down in front of it. And, you know, just really all the information's there. And I'm really proud of that. That was also um, who was with us, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob wow. Lowe was with us on that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How we could afford to go on the bold horizon. <laughs> Rob Lowe. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what, uh, Susan makes me a mean drink called a Malibu Breeze. It sounds like I, I need to get one of those while I'm studying that myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Take a look that's at that. There. There's a couple others. You know, I write about, you know, um, I have a troll out there that, you know, it, it's kind of fun. It's fun. I don't get real sassy or, you know, bother with them too much because it's just how it is. Social mm -hmm. media is brutal. I don't know how much longer I'm going to deal with it, but, um, mm. yeah, you know, it's like, ah, it's crazy. Well, you, know, you know, LA Marzulli, he always says rebuke first, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I would almost kind of hesitate with the rebuking because I kind of want to see chase. I, you know, I mean, if there's something, I kind of want to see it. Well, and, and we don't know what we're dealing with. So, you know, you don't know if some of this is even um, not going to hurt us and, and maybe a warning or whatever, because there was a crop circle that is just bizarre. It's in England. It's got the face of an alien, like a gray alien, and it has a disc. And on this disc is binary code. Mm -hmm. It's the most bizarre thing. And on this bite, you can um, just Google it. Just put, you know, alien alien head, this uh, uh, crop circle. Okay. And look at this thing. And when they decoded it, it said, beware of the deceivers. Wow. There's a lot of information out there that we really need to pay attention to. And then, of course, a lot of the other crop circles are giving us this, um, you know, of course, it's sacred geometry and some of the math. There was mm -hmm. one they just decoded um, recently. It's the most advanced math pattern ever and you know once again what's the message it's not good <laughs> wow <laughs> so, but my point was with that one is beware of the deceivers well who's giving us that message who's warning us right mm -hmm. so there's got to be some good guys out there so i'm also not rebuke first but my hand's ready right there at any moment <laughs> <laughs> i got it right here don't mess with me i'll right, rebuke so you <laughs> you're ready to rebuke at a moment's notice yes <laughs> well, that, that, that's that's what we should that's what we should be. Well, well, Chase, man, it's been awesome to have you back on the Edge Television broadcast. Uh, so now your your appearances are are you do you put them on your website somewhere? Um, I don't. I'm like the worst self promoter. I even show up to Branson, right? I'm a speaker. Three thousand people there, even more people online, and I don't bring a single book to sell. Like I'm just like the worst promoter ever. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so I think eventually it will come up. I do a lot on social media. Like, mm -hmm. I put a lot of my Peru pictures, and, mm -hmm. and I'll always, like, check in. Like, you know, I'm at uh, DCA, and I'm going to Peru. I'm, you know, meeting the guys. And um, so I'm probably bigger on social media on what's going on. I do, I do a lot of posting about To The Stars and, you know, this whole new contract between To The Stars Academy and the Army. That's mm -hmm. huge news. Oh, my gosh, right? Uh, it's just crazy. So, um, yeah, anybody... Follow me. I, I think I'm almost tapped out on Twitter. Like, 
Facebook will let you have 5,000 friends. That, you know, that's all you're allowed. It's wow. like, dude, what? So <laughs> a lot of people will put it on Twitter, too, because you can have as many as you want mm. over there. But, yeah, you know, okay. I can't stand it when, like, you, people say, I tried to friend request you, and it said you have too many friends. <laughs> Just like, that's so rude. I would never tell somebody that. <laughs> well, you can't have too many. Exactly. Man, what's what's up? What's what's going on with these people? Chase, I'm so happy to have you on the program. I'm going to put this up on the net here shortly, as soon as it transcode. I appreciate you coming on the show. Can we have you back again sometime? Absolutely. I can tell you that I'm taking a little break from you know a lot of this, and your show is the only one that I make an exception for because I just adore you and Susan. Oh. It was so great to see you guys again at Branson, and um, thank you so so much for having me. I, I love your show. All right. I appreciate you, too. And Susan's sitting right beside me, and she she loves you as well. She says hello. Oh, I love her back. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya.